passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the Mikes on Mikes. This is Drive-By Wrestling. Mike, we're in a safe spot right now, I think. I'm going to throw this question out to you. Uh, how the hell you doing? Um, I'm better than I have been the last few weeks. I will say that. That's good. Um, That's good. It's nice to get back. Like, this is going to sound crazy. Uh, Cause I bitch about my job so much on here, but um, it's nice. It was nice to get back to work and get back to a normal schedule, um, and just start like living my life again. Uh, yep. Yep. That that really helped. Um, I got off my workout routine the last few weeks just cause, and um, I know that's definitely was. Part of why I was, like, in such a depressed state the last few weeks, because, you know, like, when you're in a state of mourning, uh, it just takes everything out of you. Um, And then, like, you know, uh, starting to see some regression in your physical form kind of starts to make you a little bit more depressed, and then you kind of don't want to do anything else. And, you know, so it was nice this week to get back to work, get back on my schedule, um, get back on my routine. And it's good. Um, I bitch about my job a lot on here because this is like my place to vent. Um, mm-hmm. But well, I, no one likes their job. But I will <laughs> say that um, my boss has been spectacular the last few weeks, and um, the startup meetings that we have—I got about fifty employees, man. And if anybody knows me, I love having a crowd, right? Um, my favorite part of the day is my startup meetings when I can make 50 people laugh and I can joke around and stuff. And that's, that's therapy for me. Um, having that opportunity to have a crowd of people to entertain. So it's been nice. It's been good. It's been a good week, man. Feeling much better. Good, good, good. I'm, yeah, I'm on a short work week and, you know, the beginning sucked and trying to get through, but you know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Getting and, back into it, and I finally I don't know have how three days a weekend where just there's nothing going on, so I can just kind of <laughs> right sit at home and like take it all in. Yep, yep. I had a short week, you know, due to my stuff, and feels like it was about a twenty day work week. But you know, opening day for T ball tomorrow, so that'll be fun and interesting. Uh get to get up bright and early after, you know, this long ass week and probably staying up late to work on this show for all you twenties or thirties of listeners. Uh so, you know. But hey, it's always worth it. I'm not complaining, Mike. Something that I have very little complaints about this week, uh seems to be a Repeating trend, surprisingly, uh, Monday Night Raw, once again, having a very good outing, uh, featuring the return of Asuka, uh, the return of Mustafa Ali, uh, 
a reun reuniting between uh Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes to uh yeah, a little bit of a not I, it was a four-way tag but you know an eight-man tag I should say but you know a little bit of that legacy uh mix in there if you will uh oh and oh man Monday Night Raw is hitting on a different level than it has in a long time everybody seems to be doing something I mentioned the return of Mustafa Ali uh Doing a promo with The Miz and leaning into The Miz calling him the guy who took his ball and went home. Uh, you know, just playing into real life situations and winning the match only to be exiting and being attacked by Champa on the ramp. So. Heel, it, heel know, Champa! It, Hell yeah! Yeah, and Pow. it just felt like everybody was doing something, which is kind of why I feel. The Attitude Era gets so much credit because even, even the like the lower card guys and girls Bro, had something they were doing. The fucking collection of oddities right. had storylines. Right, possibly yep. so, the worst faction in the history <laughs> of the WWE, and they the had best their own worst faction. If that makes sense, I'll give you that, man. The be- what's the actual worst then? Are we talking like the Spirit Squad? Um, uh, the BWO, you can't clue, clue, nah, not the BWO. Um, I was going to say the job squad, but I fucking like most of those dudes. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the job squad Those are all dudes you could like really get right to censor, right to censor is the worst of all time. No, 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 uh, what was it when we had like the gang warfare? Was it Los Barricos? You're talking about when Savio and Crush left the lead, uh, the nation, and then it was uh, DOA, DOA, and Los Greekos, a nation, and nation, and they were all fighting off. I would say DOA is the worst, right? I'd say Los Greekos because Periquas? people remember DOA. People remember DOA because of Crush and because of uh, uh, the other the brothers guy that looked like Crush and Undertaker. I thought uh, <laughs> I thought it was the two brothers he was with. No. Yeah, he was with Skull and Eight Ball. Yeah. And uh, they were both bald headed and there were two long haired, and one was Brian Lee. That's who it was. And uh, the other one was Crush. So I think I think it's Lisper Week was. I, 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 just because they're so forgettable. I think I'm just still going to go with the right to censor just because. We might have to make this a show topic I, at some point. This is actually all right. interesting. Yeah. Because I, I watched the stuff Los Bariquas did. Right to censor was an immediate change the channel for me okay that's fair that's fair i think we might have to take this to the group and have a debate and figure this out um anyway i'm literally messaging the group right now there we go so the worst like i said uh the (laughs) raw has been good everyone's doing something uh tomasa champa is just champa now and everyone's mad about that where i'm like i always just called him champa so i'm cool with it uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is one we shouldn't get mad at. Just like taking Alexander from Rusev. Okay, Rusev's a better name anyway, just alone. And nine times out of ten, I forgot that Alexander was his first name anyway. So, who cares? <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, it, it, the, still we still got the big time presentation for Cody, so we're still doing that. There's no title technically on this show since Roman's a... SmackDown guy, and he's the 
unified champ, even though he sometimes shows up on Raw. We obviously got the Uso showing up on Raw to represent the Bloodline because we're trying to unify those tag titles. Look, I'm good, totally good with keeping the tag titles unified and just letting the champs float back between both shows. Just make it. Just, how about even? I would even be okay with this. Just merging them into one belt. <laughs> right. Like, that's what I mean. Like, unify it, make one, make a new set of tight. They haven't updated those titles forever, other than the color of the strap. Let's go back to black, do a more old school feel. WWE tag champs. That's it. One division. There we go. They all float. You know, you have tag teams on a certain show, but the champion floats. And, and, I'm going to throw this out there. Let's do the same thing with the women's tag titles. And, which, I mean, they do that, but let's combine them with the NXT tag titles. Because WWE's women tag division is, like, slim to none. And NXT has a embarrassment of riches in their women's division right now. It's ridiculous. And let's be real, some aren't that great, but some are really fucking good, and some are, you know, have that potential. So let's do that. And they can go through all three, but hey, I digress. Uh, Raw was good, enjoyable, I'm excited about it. SmackDown seems to be the lesser show right now, even though I love what Roman's doing. Uh, It just seems like the really good stories, like Roman, are really good, and everything else is just there. So we've had a shift. I hope that SmackDown can gain that back. Uh, you know, I think maybe with some of the people they're introducing, new talent and things like that, they can, but we'll see where it goes. Oh, uh, yeah, and uh, Edge's uh, faction is called Judgment Day. I don't hate that. And hope that they keep adding to it with Edge and Damian Priest. And uh, that's all I got for main roster stuff, Mike. I wanted to talk a little bit about what was brought up in our group. Uh, from one Joe Hayden Hicks, fuck you, Joe, about NXT. And he basically was saying something, and you know, all know that I love NXT, but something that really resonated with me and made sense for what he was saying, which could be maybe a negative on NXT, but I could turn it into a positive, and I want to talk about it. And what he said was, like, he mentioned that Lash Legend was cringe, or he didn't like Lash, Lash Legend. He mentioned Joe Gacy being cringe, and that too many people don't wear wrestling gear. And I I understand what he was saying. Mike, do you remember what you said in response to this? How you kind of said he put the finger on what's wrong with NXT? Yeah, um, because it, he really honestly, he honed in on why I've been having such a problem with it. Because I haven't been able to, like, really put the finger on it. There's just something that rubs me the wrong way about the whole thing. And Joe really encapsulated it. And he said... I'm going to just paraphrase here. The majority of the people on the show don't even wear wrestling gear. And most... I can say... I I, I got it word for word if you want me to read it. uh, uh, Yeah, go ahead. I don't have it pulled up. Joe has said, Gacy is cringe as fuck. How anyone can like Andre Chase and whatever he is wearing. Lash Legend, seriously, what the fuck? Half the wrestlers aren't ready. A third of them don't wear wrestling attire. Too gimmicky. You said, thank you for putting a finger on exactly what I don't like about it. I couldn't figure it out for the life of me what I didn't like, but right there, here it is. And I think 
I think he's right. Now, I you know that I'm a stickler for gear. I didn't like Damian Priest at first because I didn't like his gear, if you recall, right? I was like, I really like him, but there's something I don't that's not clicking, and it was his gear. And then he changed it, and I was like, okay, I'm all in. That sounds really dumb, but it matters to someone like me. Um, I don't like when people work in street clothes unless it fits their gimmick. Uh, example, Bray Wyatt. And we'll go with, like, old-school, like, spooky uh, southern voodoo man Bray Wyatt. Didn't wear wrestling gear. More like the Whalen Mercy-style outfit. Yeah. Fucking, fucking worked for his character, right? Here's the thing. Not opposed to people not wearing wrestling gear. Right? Not right. opposed to it at all. The problem is, the majority of the show doesn't wear wrestling gear. And the well, problem with that and- is that the majority of those people... Their gear doesn't even fucking look good. Right. Like, and here's the thing. Like, he said Joe Gacy's cringe as fuck. I really liked... I don't want to phrase this. When the Joe Gacy character started, I thought, okay, I think I see what they're doing here. I think I can get behind this. And then they brought the Harlan into it. I'm like, all right, all right, this is... This is working for me, and I really enjoyed it. Now that we've gone a little further with it, and it's changed a little bit, I also feel it has not changed for the better. Like, the evolution has not gone the way I foresaw it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and while (laughs) I think the character of Joe Gacy, and I think the, the person playing the character is doing an okay job and can do good things it's not clicking for me either and I agree it's a bit cringy um and I don't particularly like it and he's in a main event program now with Braun Breaker so then I'm like this is kind of bringing Braun down and that's not his fault you know what I mean just kind of one of those things I'm not hating it I'm just saying it's definitely not like I totally see where Joe's coming from and I agree with it. Uh, Lash Legend. She's green as shit. Green as goose shit, don't they say? Uh, and maybe... Maybe shouldn't be on TV right now. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but then they... You know, the ones who are really like clicking... Are click out of this world. Like, new people. The Creed Brothers. They're, they're fan-fucking-tastic, right? Uh... Diamond Mine itself as a whole, which, of course, we lost a few, but we got Ivy Nile still, and Roddy Strong is great. We all know that. We're doing a little thing now where Roddy's kind of like saying, hey, we're we're not doing so good, and we all need to step up. And He brought the Viking Raiders in uh, to have a warm-up match so that they can then apparently take on uh, Creed Brothers next week because he needs them to take on some tough competition and prove that they uh, deserve to be part of Diamond Mine, essentially. So... Uh, he also said, I don't want to see this group Raiders. implode. What could have been? <laughs> I don't want to see this group implode like my last one, is what he said. Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, guy, uh, did your last group implode? Because you guys had a pretty successful like two-year run where you dominated NXT. And then, uh, you know, uh, you had like a two-month breakup. Everyone left. And now they're all together again on another show. So, I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, seems you know, like your last group, last group had a. Maybe you were the problem. <laughs> nah, man, I was gonna say I was just gonna say if I was a Creed brother, I was like, maybe you're the problem, bro. But uh, it's still, it's good. It's good for story. We can use it. Uh, we got Roxy from Ring of Honor. Uh, her name is Roxana Perez. Which how how much uh how many how much props do you want to give this chick for? Picking a different name that still can be chanted Roxy, right? Because her name was Roxy. Yeah. And now her name's Roxana, which can be shortened to Roxy, and that's what the crowd chants. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. She's 20 years old. She's going to be a star. Uh, it's, it's So, like, for all the negative, you can find the positive. And the other thing I want to say is, I think... Even though this can be a negative that, hey, it's a little cringy, it's a little over gimmicky, it is. Uh, and maybe not everyone's ready to be on TV. This is true. However, when NXT was just a network show, wasn't that kind of the point of it? I mean, yes, but hear me out. No, definitely. Yes, but it wasn't this bad. Like, like the original NXT, right? Seth Rollins was the champion. Right. Okay. Who had just come off a very successful run in Ring of Honor. Right. Um, Chris Hero was on that fucking roster. Um, Tyler Breeze. I'm naming names like this because I want to make it apparently clear that, like, the greenest motherfucker on that roster was this dude named Liaki. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um... But Liaki had even had some training. Uh, don't know if anybody knows, but this guy, he comes from a pretty well-known wrestling family. <laughs> he now goes by the name of Roman Reigns. <laughs> and you will acknowledge I were, him. I thought you were going to drag that out a little bit more, but okay. <laughs> um, I acknowledge my tribal chief. So... Uh, Like, yes, it was about developing the next generation of superstars, right? Mm-hmm. What it was not about was throwing the greenest fucking former college athletes out into the world for us to see. Like, I get the argument that everybody's been making since the very beginning. Oh, this is just what NXT was. No, this is not what NXT was. NXT was a collection of fucking independent wrestlers that mm-hmm. WWE had been training also. Let's set, tell, let's, let's also remind everybody, NXT is formerly Florida Championship Wrestling. Where these guys had already been for like a year or two prior. Right, right, right. So NXT was never about what the fuck it is about now. 
Like, this whole argument that everybody's been making since the beginning of 2.0 is dog shit. It's dog shit. Because NXT was about taking independent wrestlers and developing them to become the current generation of superstars. And we're not doing that now. We're taking people that have wrestled one, two, three matches, and now they're on TV. So this is not what NXT has always been about. This is what the Performance Center has been about. Because the Performance Center then would develop people, and then we would get them ushered onto NXT. So let me ask Such you as this. A, hold on, let me finish. Such as a, uh, I don't know, what's the, uh, the dude, the black guy that's no longer, the dream, right? Right, the Velveteen, Velveteen Dream. Dream. Velveteen mm-hmm. Dream was the guy that came into the Performance Center, was developed, and then ushered onto TV and put in there with people that already had ring knowledge. And that's not what the right. fuck we're doing now. That's not what we're doing now. Well, so this isn't what NXT <coughs> has always been. Let me let me throw this out. Do you think that it could possibly be because we're not doing NXT tours right now? Because if you really think about it, I, I hear what you're saying. And when they were doing, when they got on TV and they started doing, you know, small tours, there would be people that would sign on and you wouldn't see for like four to six months after they signed, but they were on these live shows. You get what I'm saying? They weren't on TV. They were working in the PC. They were doing the tours, doing this, that, and the other. But like. I don't think it has anything to do with that because you still have a full ass performance center where these people can have actual matches, right? You could still oh, do, yeah, you could still do dark matches before NXT, which I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. No, well, they have that level up. They have another show now. Okay, so level they got up, a whole ass other watched. show. They got a yep, whole ass yep. other show that these people should fucking be on, but they're not, man. They're not. This would be like if you turned on fucking Dynamite and it was all these motherfuckers from Dark on there. Because that's the talent level you have. You'd be like, what the fuck? This mm-hmm. dude doesn't should And, like, don't get me wrong, man. There's some people that have been on, like, Dark and shit that I'm really big fans of. But there's some people that have been on Dark that, like, man, you wouldn't want to watch them on Dynamite. There's some people that have been on Dark that I'm fans of that I wouldn't want to see on Dynamite. How about let me s- right. say that? Just because I know they're not ready for it yet. Um, right. And that's what I think the problem with NXT is, man. You just, they don't have, maybe that's it also, is they let too many people go up to the main roster or just leave in general. And they don't have enough people, and they got to fill in now. And it's like, well, I mean, you're not really ready for this, but fuck it, we'll see what happens. Because, hey, it's like they always say in wrestling, you never think you're ready until you're there. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. You know, I had said... I had said that (coughs) this... When NXT 2.0 started, it was... Everyone was kind of down on it, but it reminded me a lot of a a post-WrestleMania NXT where you had all these call-ups and then the rosters were, like, depleted. It took, like, four to six months to get kind of... Back in the swing, I would six as a stretch, but it took like two to four months to get back in the swing of things, you know, and then we did the whole cycle next year, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it seemed like that, but again, then we get, you know, we still, we get the Adam Coles who left, we get the Kyle O'Reilly who left, we get uh, a call for, you know, call ups for Walter and uh, at least half of Imperium, you know, uh, Tommaso 
Ch- sorry, Champa <laughs> goes up. You know, it looks like LA Knight's on his way up. So uh, we're still getting like it was. They just got into that like post that good phase, and then they took a bunch of guys again. So maybe it's just a trial by fire. Let's throw these people out there, see what happens. I think Triple H said something about how they essentially were able to use some of these more known indie guys quote-unquote, to get a TV deal, and now they have a TV deal, so it's, like, kind of shifting focus again, is what he said about NXT 2.0, which I think is okay, you know what I mean? Uh, I That's a business move, I get it, and now we can do what we need to do. I still enjoy it, but I totally see the argument, I totally see the side that Joe says, I understand not liking those aspects of it, you, uh, you I know- don't think, I still don't, Go ahead. I don't think it's a terrible show by any means. There's definitely really good talent on there. Uh, I would not be shocked if Toxic Attraction disappears soon. (laughs) Um, But, you know, which again would put them... I don't even want to say put them in a bad spot. Mike, do you know they're having a women's breakout tournament uh, starting in two weeks? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Because uh, they have... What was it? Was Becky Lynch made a comment about wanting, hoping that, saying that WWE women are presented better than AEW's? She's not wrong. Uh, And then the next night on NXT, between matches, segments, and promos, I believe it was 23 or 28 women featured on one show. Damn. So... (laughs) <laughs> and people were like, oh, they did that just to back up what she said. Well, I mean, no, because they had promos for the breakout tournament, and everything that they did was already in storyline, so you can't make that excuse. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting argument. Uh, again, I love NXT, but I can support what both of you guys are saying. The funny thing about me not liking NXT 2.0 because everybody's too green is that most wrestling I watch is independent wrestling. Whatever. (laughs) And lots of people are green. Yeah, but that's different. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's because you expect that. You don't expect to turn on a cable wrestling show by the biggest wrestling company in the world and see people green on TV. Yeah, I man, like, I watch GCW, and I like it because it's a little bit sloppy. You know what I mean? But, like, if I watch AEW or WWE or NXT and it's a little bit sloppy, I'm kind of annoyed. Um, yep. Uh, and not even really on AEW because they have that same kind of, like... We're a little bit sloppy vibe, you know, about them. But, like, New Japan. Uh, if New Japan was a little bit sloppy, I'd be really, like, upset. So, um, it's weird, man. You just expect different things from different companies. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Mike, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's talk about some of, uh, some AEW, some things going on over there. I know you got some topics you want to touch on. I want to touch on a couple things. Hang tight. We will be right back. Now back to the two sexiest bald men talking wrestling on the interwebs. This is Drive-By. 
Mike, uh, go ahead and take the lead on the first one you wanted to talk about, because I'm kind of curious to see what you got to say. Uh, a certain title over on the other channel? I would like to talk about the TNT title. Um, and I want to state by saying I'm not... I don't necessarily feel the way I'm about, uh, like, the way about this title as I'm going to talk about it, but I have worries, right? Mm-hmm. How many fucking times has this title changed hands this year? Like... A lot? A lot. It's had, what, four different people hold it this year? Something like well, that. Cody, Cody, Sammy, Scorpio. So three. Sammy, Sammy twice, right? Uh, what about uh, Blonde Rusev, Miro? Did he have it this yes. year or was that last year? So it went Miro, Sammy, Cody, Sammy, Scorpio, Sammy, Scorpio again. And like the last... I don't know. Four of those have been in the last five of those have been in like the last two months, three months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like the last three of those have been in like the last three weeks or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um at a certain point. And I get that it's a TV belt, you know, it's basically a TV title, let's just say that, um, and it's to be defended on TV, and it's to create moments on TV. I understand what the point of a TV title is. Um, but man, that's a lot of fucking hot potato for your second title, right? Like, and don't get me wrong, the TV title jumped around a lot on WCW, uh, but it was like their fourth tier title. Scott Hall threw it in the trash once. <laughs> um god damn it he was amazing uh so i guess what i'm getting to is at what point is it too much hot potatoing of a belt um uh, i think when fans start saying what you're saying that's when it's too much I think there can be arguments to be made that it works for certain stories to build and develop, like they're trying to do with, uh, what, Scorpio and Paige Van Zandt mm -hmm. and Sammy and Tay Conte, okay? Uh, so, alright, I mean, we can do that, but if the fans specifically, and I mean with AEW, there's really... There's not a casual, so it's more of a hardcore fan base anyway. But specifically when some of your strongest supporters are saying, like, okay, can we stop, like, making this belt meaningless? You probably should stop hot potatoing. I mean, every wrestling company is guilty of this at some point, right? I mean... Yeah, and I want to stress, like I said at the beginning, I don't feel that it's too much right now. I'm not quite but. I'm not quite there <laughs> but 
I have concerns that I could feel this way in the future. Yeah, and I've I've seen the I've seen the statements online. It's definitely it's definitely a growing concern to uh, use your term. You're not alone. People are feeling this way either already, you know, past the point where you are to where it's a problem for them. And many more just saying, okay, this is concerning. What are we doing with this title? Uh, this title hasn't meant anything since Miro held it or Cody held it. I've seen those statements. So, yeah, it's definitely a concern. Like I said, it can be done properly. I don't think they're doing it improperly. I think people are just, like you, a little concerned that it's going to keep happening. Especially with this story that's still going on between the four, right? Yeah. So, there's there's all this potential for that to continue. They just have to... They either have to put it on one of these two, be it Scorpio or Sammy, right? And either keep it on them for a while or just make somebody else with that title and have them have a a strong run, a, you know... 200 day run something something decent to where they can put this guy over for a good period of time and then let that person move on i don't know maybe a uh yuda wheeler or someone like that that's got a lot of momentum right now just tossing it out there man uh, you you to look good this week you know here's the thing i thought about this week <laughs> watching you to win in his hometown um I, it was really good, right? Like, it was, like, a good moment. Um, and it got me thinking of, like, how WWE over, like, the last decade or so has operated on the opposite of that. Where it's, like... <laughs> making people lose in our hometown. Not just making them lose, but, like, we're going to kind of embarrass you here a little bit. Uh, you know? <laughs> and I got to thinking about that a little bit. It was, like, that was such a weird time period. You know... And then we just had Raw in uh, Knox County, and made they made Bianca Belair look unbeatable. So I don't know if we're past that or if it's just like a test thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I've I don't. always we've always heard where there's these weird like we want to see how you react, kid. And they're not going to tell you that, but that's what they're going to do. We're going to make you look you like you a react. fucking idiot in your hometown, kid. And if you can do deal with that, you'll be fine here. It's I don't like, know. Like what? Suck my dick? <laughs> what? Like why would you do that to me, man? Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Mike. Uh, uh, one more thing I want to talk about before we get to your AEW bit. Um, okay. Did you watch the Wardlow Lance Archer match? I did not, but I saw some of the highlights. I saw some of the chat conversation as well. The like the springboard he did, like he got Irish whipped into the corner and did that, like. You know, like how cruiser rates pop up over top of you as you run towards mm-hmm. them, you know? Mm-hmm. So Wardlow mm-hmm. does that and then follows it up with a fucking spear. Um, right. This dude did shit in this match. Like he did a swanton bomb. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he, he powerbombed the shit out of Lance Archer. Powerbombed the shit out of Lance Archer. A very large man. Um, 
This dude is ungodly. What about that uh, Huracurana? Yes. Out of nowhere. The Huracurana out of nowhere. Bro, this guy is a freak. He's a freak, man. He's like Brock Lesnar 2002. He's a physical Mm -hmm. freak. And I've been shouting this for the last fucking how long on this show. I'm telling you. Yeah, you've been a supporter for a long time. We are watching. We have audio records of it. The fucking creation of the next generation superstar. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Vince McMahon has to just be like, like Mr. Burns, like excellent, like salivating at this (laughs) motherfucker, man. Tony Khan has to be salivating at where the fucking future can go with them. Like this is unreal, man. The type of talent that this dude has. And every week, I'm just getting more and more like, holy shit. This dude's fucking, like, exceptionally good at pro wrestling. He's doing things to... To make me think that he's, in his mind, like, how big can I make the sprint trucks be that's going to back up to my house for Mm -hmm. whoever's willing to back it up? Because... He just keeps raising his value in everything from the way he carries himself to his in-ring work Yo. and his mic work even. Yes, you know? he's straight up. He's a wide receiver in the last year, his rookie deal, looking to get paid. Yep, yep, and good for him. He should, and he will. Someone will pay him, mm-hmm. and he's going to – he's he's definitely setting himself up for the future. I hope that he can maintain it. He's uh, one of the bright spots on AEW. Can I say – How good are they? What I Go ahead, go I just wanted to say, can I say and bring up something I mentioned a good while ago when uh, Adam Cole left and then, of course, it looked like, well, Bobby Fish showed up and it looked like Kyle was probably going and I said, I swear to you, dude, if they call themselves the Undisputed Elite, fuck all of this. Mm-hmm. And, and now they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so fucking cheesy and lame and easy to do the bullet click oh bullet click i just i just wanted to throw that out there that i do not support this name at all and it's fucking that's for me that's where i'm like okay that's cringe i mean anyway i mean this shit's obviously bound to implode i mean yeah uh uh, that's isn't that what other groups do yeah we got that (laughs) we got that we got that bucks heel turn or face turn coming soon yep absolutely absolutely uh another I can't think of a transition here, uh, but man, <coughs> I really like Hangman Page, but yeah. he's been booked terribly, hasn't he? He has been the most poorly booked champion. You know what it reminds me that the AEW's had the most poorly booked champion AEW's had, but it right. kind of almost reminds me of like, remember like that like. Early 2000s, WWE, where, like, it was almost like, well, I've got the title now. What do I do? Um, mm, like, yes. like, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit title yes. run. Um, yes. Eddie Guerrero title run. Uh, yes. Um, Chris Jericho unification. Uh, and he was a heel. They should have known what the fuck to do with him. Literally mm-hmm. any time The Rock ever held the title as a face. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And it feels like that, where it's like, 
it's kind of, it's almost kind of like how it was, it, this happened with Austin every now and again, too. When, like, here's... Because the chase is better yes, than the ring. here's maybe the best example ever. Ever of this. Sting. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. uh, alright, he's got the belt now. We just told this amazing fucking two-year story. About how he couldn't get about it. About how he couldn't get it. And now he's fucking got it. And, uh, you guys, you guys were working on what we were going to do after, right? No, no, you weren't. Okay. Well, fuck. Uh, well, get Lance Archer <laughs> in here. Cause he's a new champion and we got to have him beat Lance Archer first. Uh, after that, I don't know. Let's book him terribly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even just that. The stories, it's like, why the fuck is he defending the title on the opening match and then the TNT title is getting fucking defended at the close of the show? No, no. Yeah. And it's like, the opening match is the second biggest match on the card. Well, that's great. It's the second biggest match on the fucking card, you dumb shits. Put it, that, then put yeah. the TNT title there. Your second biggest title. You don't open with your yep. fucking world title match. Come on, man. Like, that's Not just, a match. And you a promo, sure. A match, no. And you'd have never done that with Moxley, Jericho, Omega. But here, Omega. You, here you are doing it with this fucking guy, man. The dude that you handpicked to be like, this is the guy we're going to prove that we can build a fucking company around and shit like that. And you proved it, and then you didn't prove it. And I just don't get it, man. It's just like everybody fucking loves Hangman Page. You could straight up, you could have like booked him correctly and you could have had him go on a year-long run where he beat everybody and no one would have gave a shit. Yeah. But instead, you've made him look like a fucking, I'm going to use a, you made him look like a, like a, uh, a boring asshole. <laughs> like they did yeah and I they're making him look like kind of like an asshole but not in like a not in like a we're f fucking changing your heel way just hey you're gonna be a dickhead to the dark order now um and then like nothing he does feels important um right i don't know cm punk's definitely taking this belt off him at the end of may right well i mean I, it's kind of the question i was gonna throw out there do we have <laughs> Does the guy who said, I want to come back to wrestling to get younger talent over than has beat all the younger talent, which, don't get me wrong, I know, you can get over by taking a pin sometimes. Uh, but then there's a point where it's like, alright, I'm getting everybody over by beating them, and now I'm going to beat the champ, and this is the guy that the people wanted. You know what I mean? Like, that's who Hangman was. He was the... <laughs> to steal a phrase, he was the people's champ, right? That was who yeah. the crowds were clamoring for. And, again, great story. Finally got the title. And that's all the further we went with it in the uh, in the booking texts, apparently. And it's just kind of lost in the shuffle. Or do we turn him heel? And him being hangman, do we turn him heel and keep the title on him? And see if that makes a difference. I think they're more likely to just put the belt on Punk. I think they are too. I I don't really know how I feel about it. Because everything I just said. 
I mean, there's definitely worse people you could put title on than CM Punk, right? Or so, maybe no. I mean, maybe he wins and it helps get him over. Yeah, maybe Punk was like, it's dude, a, "Dude, put me in a program with him. I'll get him over." Yeah, and it it could be, it could be. Uh, it's just one of those weird things where, you know, it reminds me a little bit of Big E and Big E's title win. Like everyone was pumped for him to win it. Everyone kind of expected when it was. You saw this little push. He was IC champ, and you heard all this talk about they're really behind Big E. He's going to be champ soon, you know, this, that, and the other. And it kind of took a while, and he got there. And everyone was like, yay, this is awesome. And then once he had the title, everyone was like, Big E is a terrible champion. And booking wasn't terrible at first, but then, of course, it all, you know, he lost. It went downhill, whatever, whatever. Maybe some other circumstances there with what was happening in real life. But that being said, it kind of puts me in that mindset of somebody that people wanted. And then when they got there, be it the booking, be it the storytelling, be it whatever, the chase was better than the, than the ring. Ben Walker, Arrow, Jericho. It, that's yep, the thing. It, just, it always seems like it's, it's the person that people want. Right? <laughs> it's almost yeah. like the booking's like, well, we gave them to you. What more yep. do you want from us? I tell that guy, I said, fuck you. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's one of those odd, odd things that just seems to be, you're right, The who the people want. And is that is that a sign that... Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Does that count? He didn't even really get the. I don't know if I'd say Daniel Bryan for a couple reasons. One, well, heel Daniel Bryan when we had eco friendly. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the that was fantastic. I'm talking about yes movement, Daniel Bryan. This is who the people were. Um, Yeah, I. I don't know that I'd say the title run was bad. It definitely wasn't in my opinion, like Hangman Page level bad. But again, it's been a while, so it might be something that has ease with time. But, you know, the other comparisons we've thrown out there I think are pretty good, uh, specifically Benoit. And I don't know. I'd argue that Eddie had a decent run. but Yeah, he did. I'll give him. I'll give you that one. Eddie had a good run. Uh, but Benoit's a really good example. And then again with two, though, like someone like Benoit, as much as we don't necessarily love to talk about <laughs> about the man as a man, but like he was an amazing wrestler, but again, had a great presence, but not a not charismatic. But then again, Jericho is a charisma machine, and it you know we can throw him in there too with the with the one title run. So you're right. Uh, it was almost like know, what we made Jericho champion. Shut the fuck up now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, I don't think that that's an intentional approach. I don't, definitely don't think it's an intentional approach with Paige, but it's kind of how it comes off at this point, right? Yeah, and I don't think Tony Khan at all, like, I full-blown believe that Vince McMahon was like, well, we gave him to you, shut up about it now, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Like, I full-blown believe he felt that way about Jericho, and probably Chris Benoit. Um, 
I don't think Tony Khan thinks that way. I wouldn't think so. Uh, I, I mean, there was clearly a plan in place. I just, I do wonder if it was a, it'll work itself out when it happens, and then it didn't. And then, you know, then you got to make up for lost ground, and sometimes that ground's too much. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a very, very interesting thing. Mike, uh, real quick, you've uh, caught up on Moon Knight. Yeah, I've watched last week and this week's episodes. Okay, everyone, uh, spoilers, Mike J has to talk to Mike S about comic book nerd shit. Dude, uh, are you as confused as I am? No, I'm not. Okay. Are you, uh, comic book familiar? Okay, I'll tell you when I got confused, right? Um, when, okay. (laughs) <laughs> so he gets shot and we're in right. we're in the hospital, right? And that right. that's where you're confused, right? I mean Well, let's just yes, go back to last I, week. I guess. Let's just go back to last week, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to talk to me about it last week. And that's pretty much where it ends, right? He's in the right. hospital. Uh the people from his work are people in the hospital. Uh Ethan Hawk is his fucking doctor. Right? Right. So, and then we see this hippo goddess. Yeah. Um, I'm not confused as to what is happening um, because this is kind of a common theme in Moon Knight comics. Okay. I am only confused as to... And this is speaking last week. The speaking last week. This week, my thoughts have mm. changed. Last week, I was... This is a common thing that happens in Moon Knight, right? The hospital thing. Um, okay. So I wasn't confused about that. I was like, oh, they're doing the hospital thing. The deal is, sometimes in Moon Knight, it's a trap in his mind. And sometimes it's real, right? <laughs> okay. You never really know. Because Moon Knight... The point of the character almost is you never really know. Like, does the god Conchu fucking talk to him? Or is he a fucking crazy person, right? That's okay. That's kind of the underlying point almost of Moon Knight in the comics. Here lately they've more leaned into the Conchu thing. Um... And on the TV show, they're pretty clearly making it obvious that Conchu's a thing. Um, right. So my confusion was, is it a real hospital or is it one of like the fake hospital things? Um, mm-hmm. After this week's episode, it's clearly a fake hospital trap in his mind thing. Clearly that's what's mm-hmm. happening. Clearly that's what's happening. Yes. That's where I'm at. So is it because... He is dying. He got shot. He is dying, oh, and this oh. is his mind. Oh, I don't know. Like trying to haven't thought about protect that. itself. No, I don't, I know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think he's actually dying. I think they probably pulled him out of that water, and and he's in a coma, he's maybe in like something, something, something. Yeah. Hmm. Got some, Very interesting. Got some magic they're doing or something maybe on him. I don't know. 
But I, yeah, it's something like that, I think. Who's in the uh, unopened sarcophagus in the hospital? The third personality. Uh, that's yeah. I didn't know if it was Jake, as has been mentioned. I've heard. Yeah. Or I, I personally thought it was I, Jake. Or it's I've, or I, it's Conchu. Yeah. See, that's the other one I've heard floated out there. It's actually Conchu, and he needs to set him free to get out of there. And you know, blah blah blah. We get Moon Knight back, and asses gets kicked. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, it's Marvel, man, they're doing good stuff. They are doing good stuff. They are. Doctor can't Strange for, comes uh, out next week. Yep, yep, can't wait, can't wait. Means I All have right, to get Mike, my wife there... to watch Doctor Strange 1 between now and then. What did I see? Uh, a meme that said, no way, I'm, no way I'm taking my wife to see Doctor Strange. I'm not about to sit for two hours and explain 14 years of Marvel movies to her. <laughs> And my wife would get it, you know what I mean? She's seen them all, mm-hmm. except for Doctor Strange and, like, some Ant-Man shit. Um, but she hasn't seen Spider-Man. Oh, that's a tragedy. And that's a necessity going into this. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't feel she has to watch Doctor Strange 1 for this, because she's seen, like, all the other Marvel movies... So she has an idea who Doctor Strange is. You know what I mean? Right. He's the magician. Which is guy enough, here. I think. Yeah. Yep. He's the magician guy. Here. And if you if you do see Spider Man, then it kind of fills everything in anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. So. Um, it would probably help to know who Rachel McAdams is and shit. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So Doctor Strange two tomorrow is Free Comics Day. As we record this, the day it comes out is actually Free Comic Day. Uh, if you're listening to this and it's earlier in your day, man, head on over. Most free com- most comic shops are doing some cool shit and giving away some cool shit uh, if you make it. But they're usually doing it like early in the morning, man. You want to go early. This shit fucking cleans out. A lot of places are doing shit all day, but you might not get them free comics. You know what I mean? They got limited supplies. I'm going at like noon. Taking my nephew. It's going to be fun. Going there you go. Pack Rack Comics in Hilliard, Ohio. Unsanctioned pro wrestlers are going to be there doing a meet and greet. I'm going to wear a 740 shirt. Show my support. <laughs> Probably not going to wear a 740 shirt, to be honest. I'm not going to show up like an asshole like that. Like, <laughs> hey, it's me. Just like, you know, not a fucking act like one of those dickheads. That, like, oh, yeah, I'm one of the boys. I'm not. I don't even say the boys. That's fucking, that's not for me to say. Like, no, I'm not involved in like that. No. So. I, I don't say that shit. Uh, also, don't ever say that if you're, like, just not a wrestler, all right? Like, you just... <laughs> or you're not, like, in it. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounds like it's one of those corny, like, mark things. You know what I mean? The I, boys in the back. Oh, uh, yeah. Boys. Boys they ain't the, fucking yours. They ain't your fucking boys. I, I like, uh, <laughs> like, how, like how Bruce Pritchard gets mad if people call Undertaker Taker. He's like, yep. oh, the taker. And he's like, oh, you know him like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's a very funny story to me that you can't call him taker. Yeah, it's like, it's the undertaker. If you're like, taker, oh, you're friends with him? You know him like that, huh? <laughs> you know him? Does he call you at home? <laughs> Are you friends with him? Uh, uh, good shit, good shit. Oh, Mike. I don't know about you, but I'm tapped out for this week. I am 
looking forward to the weekend. I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.